Hey friend, get ready to listen in on some long-form conversations and authentic stories with people who have decided to turn their mess into their mission and their past into their purpose. We'll talk on topics like faith, family, and entrepreneurship. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the All My Favorite People podcast. This is Brittany Jones, and as always, I'm super excited to come and talk with you guys today. Today I have with me Drake Wirtz. Hi, Drake. How are you? I am very blessed, Brittany. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for coming cool. on. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah I, really, me. I really appreciate it. Drake is running for House of Representatives here in Florida, which is District 30. And I wanted to have him on today because I'm seeing some things that he's been doing out in the community. And you guys know me. I love people who are already boots on the ground. They're not just coming in saying they're going to fix things and change things. They're actually doing it already. So super excited to see you doing that, Drake, and excited to have you on tonight. Thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. Awesome. Well, first of all, let's talk about District 30. Where is District 30? Who are your constituents? Yeah. So currently as it sits, now I preface that by saying this is a redistricting year. Uh, So in January, it could look a little bit different or a lot different. Okay. Uh, But currently as District 30 sits, it is parts of Southwestern Seminole County and Northwestern Orange County. So for those that aren't too terribly familiar with that part of the the state, uh, the municipalities that that encompasses is Altamont Springs, Castleberry, uh, Forest City, Maitland, a little bit of Winter Park, and Eatonville as well. Tell us a little bit about you, your background, and a little bit about your family. Yeah, so I, I do live in Altamont Springs, so I'm in the heart of District 30. Uh, we've, lived here, we've lived here for uh, seven years. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Valerie. We've been married for 10 years. We have three young children, as you saw, the youngest one that just popped in here into my studio slash office. Uh, we got a three-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a 10-year-old girl, uh, two boys and one girl. Uh, a little bit about my background. I, you know, professionally, I come from the professional wrestling world. That's what I did for 20 years. Uh, you know, I, I made it all the way to the top at WWE. Um, I was born and raised in Indianapolis, Indiana, migrated to California where my wife's from. And then, as I said, the Lord brought us here to Florida and we've been here for seven years. This is where our our roots are planted. Um, You know, and and, five years ago, I recommitted my life to Jesus Christ. And that's when there was a huge shift. Um, God went from being just somewhere on my list, me just being a, you know, quote unquote believer, uh, to being a true disciple of Christ. When I entered into a personal relationship with him, that's when God went from being somewhere, you know, in my life to being first and foremost in my life. Um, and, you know, so now I, I'm grateful to be a deeply beloved, redeemed son of Jesus Christ. Um, and I, I try to give him, you know, the glory, honor and praise in everything that I do. I love that. That's what we're all about yeah. here. So that's very cool. I was actually just telling my uh, 11 year old today, we passed a billboard that said, Jesus changes your life or something along those lines. And I said, you know, I wish I would have really understood and learned that a lot younger. Because to me, it was like, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up as a believer um, and but didn't really make it my own until these last handful of years. And just so thankful to have it now, but also wish, you know, I had had it. I had really understood that truly uh, when I was younger, you know. 
Yeah, but it, that's so funny. It's very similar to my, you know, to my situation. I grew up. I had very young parents, uh, so I did spend a lot of time on the weekends at my grandparents' house, and that's where I felt, you know, kind of safety and security. They were heavily involved in the church, and they were missionaries going to, you know, countries, other countries on mission trips. Uh, and then, you know, when I became a teenager, I kind of, you know, veered off on a path away from God. And you know, you know, the nickel part of my testimony is. You know, I did get involved heavily into addiction, um, but by the grace of Jesus Christ, um, I this November, uh, next month, as we're recording this, I will be celebrating 10 years clean and sober. Uh, so it just goes to show you, you know, if you put your faith in Christ, you know, any anything is possible if you're living for him and following his will. And I just, you know, I can attest so much to what you're saying is when you make that relationship your own and, uh, you know, everybody has their walk. You know, sure. as they're walking with Christ. But uh, whenever you come into that relationship with him, it's incredible. Yes, I could not agree more. Does yep. that does that piece of it, is that a piece that propels you into kind of taking on this role for House of Representatives? Because uh, obviously there's a long, it's a pretty big gap between wrestling and uh, the political world, if you will. Although we have seen others, you know, bridge that gap before what caused you to want to move in this direction? Uh, well, you know, over the past 18 months or so, um, we have seen, at least in my 37 years on God's green earth that, you know, local, you know, whether it's County city, you know, state representation is more important and more vital than we've ever seen before. Um, you know, especially where we're at currently with the, you know, the threats of federal tyranny and, and COVID tyranny, you know, threatening state sovereignty, we need to have strong representation in the state house. And so it had been on my heart for a long time. And especially, you know, over the, the issue of abortion has really been on my heart as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, we're, we're commanded to rescue those that are being led to death. And in Florida, a lot of folks don't know the abortion policies are absolutely wicked. Um, in 2020 alone, over 74,000 image bearers of Jesus Christ were murdered in the act of abortion. Um, each and every single year, it's at least over 70,000. Our area of Central Florida alone uh, is responsible for 11,000 abortions annually on average. And so that's something we just cannot, you know, sit by idly while that is happening in our state. You know, this is a state issue. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer in the constitution of nullification and nullifying anything that is that is unjust, unconstitutional, and, and quite frankly, unbiblical. Uh, and there's nothing more prevalent than that. Um, beyond that, you know, again, as you know, fighting for the victims of human trafficking, you know, um, obviously, you know, fiscal issues like you know, like low taxes and, and cutting the red tape and decreasing the overregulation on our small businesses. And obviously, standing in the gap, you know, when it comes to, you know, these woke liberal school boards and these teacher unions that want to mask up kids in our community and, and indoctrinate them with godless ideology and critical race theory and just all this nonsense. You know, we need to have people in the state house that are going to stand firm, have a backbone and, and be unapologetic about where we stand on as Christians. Yes. So, yes, I totally agree. And I'm thankful that there are more and more people just like you who are stepping up these days, willing to, um, you know, have these, you know, do something very probably out of your comfort zone, but for, for mm -hmm. a bigger cause, right? Like, yes. especially once you have kids, you know, there's something about just knowing 
I know there's like a Reagan quote that basically says, you know, if we don't stand up for our freedoms in this generation, the next generation is not even going to know that those were, that those existed. And then it's not something that is passed on, you know, generation to generation, but it's something that we have to fight for. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and, and really, you know, kind of like our forefathers did put a stake in the ground and say like, no, this is, you know, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not moving towards socialism. We're not, you know, adopting all these like, crazy policies. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, we got to hold the line. And you know, it, it, you talked about being out of my comfort zone. It, yes, it is out of my comfort zone. But I will say, you know, my 20 years in professional wrestling, uh, it, it did kind of prepare me for this. It allowed me to have thick skin, if you will. Um, you know, the realm of politics and civic engagement, it does hurt a lot less. Uh, instead of hitting each other with steel chairs and, and, and barbed wire baseball bats and stuff, they're you know, you might get some verbal jabs on Facebook here or there, but that's, you know, I could take that. That's not a problem. So yeah, that's such a good point because um, I had Willie Montague on a few months back and he's running for Congress here in the area. And that was one of the things that he said is like, you do, you have to have thick skin because, you know, and especially I think as a Christian running in a race like this, you know, you're going to have the enemy attack you. Not only like, actual people who disagree with you who are verbally attacking you but the enemy himself you know he doesn't want to see us take any of his territory away he likes that you know we're pushing Mm -hmm. these things um from a political place and that it's kind of this a, a lot of people we're seeing today, even Christians, like, okay, just follow along and, and it'll get better. And mm-hmm. it's really not as bad as you say that it is. But having yeah. kind of dived more so into, to your point, a lot of the school board issues and a lot of these things that we're seeing um, just locally happening um, as far as what they're trying to teach the kids and what they're trying to kind of implement in schools, it is scary. It's Yes. And it's anti-Bible. I mean, it's it's yep. straight up anti-Christian. Um, mm-hmm. So what are you seeing? Have you been doing I know you've been doing some um, like ministry work with uh, the abortion um, and pro-life mm-hmm. in kind of mm-hmm. area and in the human trafficking, which you mentioned. Have you been to any school board meetings? Have you kind of seen with your own two eyes what's going on there? Oh, Brittany, I've been to a ton of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well before I, you know, filed to run for office. Um, and, and look, my kids, they're homeschooled. My wife, you know, God put that on my wife's heart a long time ago uh, to make sure that they're raised in a Christian curriculum where they're taught, you know, America's proper history. And she's she's amazing at doing that, you know, um, and the homeschool community is growing. Uh, but as far as the school, the school boards, the school board revolution that we're that we're living in. You know, I've been at the at the forefront of the school board battle for, you know, a little over a year now. Um, some moms that some local activist moms, you know, they had come to me November of 2020 and said, hey, look, they're they're masking our kids. They're not giving any kind of exemptions, whether it's religious, whether it's health, health exemptions, anything of the sort. We need some men to come there and speak for our kids. And, you know, before then, I'll be honest, I never put any kind of stock into into the school boards. You know, I knew they were elected officials, but. Um, at that, it was at that point that I realized how important that level of government is, the school boards, because they're responsible for what our future leaders, our future generation are being taught and how they're being treated. Um, and you know, look, not all parents can homeschool or have the ability to. And so they, you know, they rely on sending their kids to public schools. 
And, uh, you know, when I went there, I just, you know, it, it, the revolution of school board meetings has grown quite a bit. One thing is for sure, if there's anything positive that's come out of out of this, you know, this COVID nonsense, um, it, it's that, you know, parent people are waking up, especially parents. They're waking up. They're holding school boards accountable, uh, especially on the Seminole County side. You know, just a few weeks ago, there was, you know, on the agenda, they were talking about bringing, you know, forcing masks or, or if they were going to have opt-outs on the kids. And um, they called a, a special um, school board meeting. It was at like 8.30 in the morning when most people are at work. Uh, um, you know, and to much to their chagrin and to their surprise, more and more people showed up. And you know, what was more important is that a lot of dads showed up. A lot of men showed up and they spoke. They spoke on behalf of the parental choice, the parental rights. It's not like an anti-mask narrative or anything like that. They showed up and they spoke. And again, then they uh, then they enacted an opt-out for the mask. So, um, you know, I, I think the big difference was the men showed up. Um, but beyond that, you know, a lot of this curriculum, it's scary what they're trying to sneak into the schools. You know, critical race theory in and of itself is outlawed in Florida, but they're sneaking in kind of, you know, shreds of it and then, uh, you know, the LGBTQ indoctrination and, and trying to teach kids that, you know, it's OK to go against God's design for their life as far as gender, you know, gender reassignment surgeries, all this stuff. Um, you know, parents have to be involved. Community activists have to be involved. And in 2022, especially, we need to make sure that we are electing, you know, a strong school board members, because that is one of the most important elections on any election cycle is who is going to be your school board members. Anybody that's listening to this, I urge you to know who your five school board members are, your five county commissioners, your city commissioners, your state reps and your state senator. Know who all of, all of them are. Pray for them by name and, and, and meet with them. Let them. They should know who you are. I love that. I cannot agree more and just want to echo what you're saying about the school boards because I'm one of those parents that I have a 17 year old. We've been doing this for 13 years. I had never been to a school board meeting. I had never paid any attention at all, but you start messing with my kids. I'm going to show up at the school board meeting and let you know how I feel. Right. Um, And and I think that little fire was ignited in so many of us, moms and dads, Mm -hmm. And to your point, okay, so one, I was at that emergency school board meeting in Seminole County. I'd, oh, never, okay. I'd never been to a Seminole County meeting either, but I got this like yeah. 911 call the night before. We need everyone to show up. And there were 200 plus parents there easily. Yeah. They let they everyone. For eight and a half hours. That was amazing. I, I will say you guys are so fortunate oh. in comparison to Orange County because they let everyone speak, whereas Orange County, they're just making rule after rule to, to silence us as parents and not give us the opportunity mm-hmm. to publicly comment. But you are 100% right about this men showing up piece because, mm-hmm. and it was something that I think I might have seen just a week or two prior to us really starting to talk about it a lot because I'm like, they, they act differently, the board. They mm-hmm. speak differently. They can get away with more when it's just a bunch of whining moms in the room, if you will, which I'm mm-hmm. not saying that we are, but I'm saying that's the perception of, of us from them. Sure. And, you know, a room full of ladies feels different than when the guys show up to back us up. And, and I'll encourage right along with you, you know, men, if you're listening to this, if you're a dad, if you've got kids in the school system or if you're a pastor or just a leader in your community, 
show up to your school board meetings if they're starting to do these ma- these universal right. masking and these things to these kids because your mm-hmm. voice absolutely matters and it it actually is a game changer in some of these policy um, discussions. The All My Favorite People podcast is proudly sponsored by Peace Love T-shirts. Go to peacelovetshirt.com to see the entire All My Favorite People collection of shirts, hats, and bags. While you're there, check out the other collections from our collaborators like Healing and Hope, The Controversy, and Ink Happy. Go to peacelovetshirt.com and use code FAVORITE for $5 off your first order. So yeah. what what is specifically on your platform, Drake? I know, again, we touched on um, pro-life and we touched on human trafficking. What have you been doing in the human trafficking space? I've been involved with several nonprofits as far in regards to human trafficking. Uh, human trafficking, Florida ranks third in the nation as far as rates of human trafficking. Um, you know, it has to do a lot with our agricultural, the big tourist, you know, tourist hotspot that we have. Um, it's an issue that doesn't get brought up a whole uh, a whole lot. So, you know, I've worked with Operation Underground Railroad and the Bikers Against Trafficking and Paving the Way. They they do a lot as far as education and prevention and then, um, you know, restoration for victims that come out of that lifestyle, uh, particularly women and children, um, to be able to kind of get them, you know, because they're damaged, you know, they, from the trauma that's been done to them. So just helping them, you know, get back on their feet. You know, I, I'm working with helping them get, uh, people that come out of that lifestyle, helping them get jobs and get employment and um, just kind of, you know, restore, you know, restore a little bit of normalcy to their life. Um, So that's obviously one of my huge issues. And what I want to do, and I have model legislation drafted, is to increase the penalties for those that can that participate in the act of human trafficking and specifically child sex trafficking. Um, You know, I'm going to increase the penalties, file legislation to increase the penalties to life in prison for anybody that 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 takes the innocence away from a precious child of God. If they take their innocence away, they should spend the rest of their life in prison, have the keys thrown away. No questions asked. So, you know, uh, human trafficking is huge on my issues. Also, the expansion expansion of school choice. Um, You know, I'm a firm believer that we need to. You know, fund fund the students and and you know fund not fund the system so much. You know, the, the the money needs to follow where the students go. Florida has been great on school choice, but it absolutely needs to be expanded and have school choice for all. Um, I you know, agree. Actually, yeah, defending medical freedom. And as far as um, you know, for so long I, I've lobbied with legislators. I've knocked on their doors. I've emailed them. I've called them. You know, quite honestly, I've seen the empty promises in their eyes. They just kind of tell you what you want to hear right then, and then you never hear back from them. Um, you know, I want to be that that member of the state legislature that is that is active, that's able to be connected to, that corresponds with my constituents. You know, like Anthony Sabatini, he is fantastic about that. He puts, and you know, I've kind of followed his pathway as far as putting my personal cell phone on every single piece of my literature because I want to be able to be connected with my constituents um, and whatever needs anybody has throughout the state. Um, And so, you know, obviously that's, you know, that's huge on my issues. And of course, um, abortion is, is, is at the foremost for me. Um, And for a lot of people, you know, in my district as well. And what we have is I'm also a member of abolish abortion Florida. And we have legislation and a model bill that's drafted up that would actually abolish abortion in Florida, literally abolish it. It would, nullify Roe, it would, um, you know, treat it as, treat it as murder rather than, 
treating it as, you know, reproductive care as, as we've been treating it as such, you know, throughout the past in our legislature, um, it's time to stop finding common ground with the culture of death. Why do we need to find common ground and compromise with a party that thinks it's okay to kill, you know, to kill babies up to birth? Why do we need to find common ground with the party that thinks that there's 57 genders or with a party that wants to mask up kindergartners for eight hours? We, there, no more common ground or compromise. We need to stand firm. We need to have legislators with a backbone. They're going to stand on the Constitution of the state of Florida. But more importantly, they're going to stand on the word of God. And that's what I'm bringing to my campaign. I love it. I would vote for you if I lived in District 30. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So is your district blue right now? Currently it is. Currently it is. Yes, it is, uh, I believe, like a plus, plus three a Democrat district. Um, but look, nobody's going to outwork me. We're going to get out on doors and, and we're going to sell our values. You know, um, there are a lot of MPAs within this district. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, as of now, we, there is no potential primary challenger. Um, and I think, you know, primaries... When it's conservative against conservative, it's kind of a waste. It's a waste of resources, and it's just a big ego thing. I'm all for primarying the rhinos, absolutely primarying the rhinos. But when we have you have a strong candidate that's going to be a champion, it's going to file legislation with teeth. Uh, there's no need to kind of have any kind of primary. And and as you know, you alluded to earlier, I've been active in the community for a while. Everybody knows who I am. I'm very involved with the local Republican Party and all the Republican groups. So um, you know, I've had boots on the ground for a while. So I've I've proven my sweat equity up to this point. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump back to school choice really quick because I'm in Orange County and we have pretty decent school choice here, actually. Um, And Mm -hmm. my kids go to a charter school. And so we've been in the charter school system literally the entire time. So while I say my kids Mm -hmm. go to public school, they do, but they go to, they've been part of charter schools, which personally speaking, um, it's been phenomenal like we've had such a great experience uh the school that they're at is like a k through 12 all three of my kids get Mm -hmm. to go to school together uh they get to be there from kindergarten all the way through high school if we keep them there which we are contemplating heavily um pulling them out and homeschooling too but it's actually a hard decision because we love our school so much and i think Mm -hmm. you know not to jump back to the whole school board and kids in school thing right now but Um, I think that is challenging for a lot of parents who there's so many great teachers. There's so many legitimately like honest to goodness, good people in our school systems. And it's being, you know, bulldozed, if you will, by these like strong left people that have kind of the power to do something. Um, And it's unfortunate Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of teachers and administrators that kind of get stuck in the middle too. Um, Yes. In regards to not being able to speak up, not being able to leave, they're kind of prisoners in their own schools right now because they need their their income, um, but they love their students. And so have you encountered any teachers or anybody kind of coming to you? I know we've had firefighters dealing with mandates and just different things like that. What have you heard from people in the community? Yeah, I've had uh, teachers reach out to me and reach out to Willie Montague, and of course the firefighters in Orange County as well. We, you know, we spoke at their their rally uh, to, you know, to, to get them kind of released from, uh, you know, dictator Deming's ridiculous vaccine mandates. Uh, but as far as teachers, there are teachers and administrators that have reached out to me, and they have to, you know, obviously have to keep themselves anonymous. That you don't 
either a they don't you know they're being forced to take the vaccine or they're being forced to wear a mask and they don't like enforcing these masks on kids or you know or or teaching any kind of the you know the more uh, you know liberal uh, you know curriculum that's being pushed down on them as well and you are absolutely right there are you know these woke teacher unions are controlling everything, every single bit of the narrative. Um, it's not a lot of times. It's not the school boards. It's not a lot of times. It's not the teachers. Um, you know, these teacher unions are, you know, they're heavily funded by these Democrat super PACs. And you know, that's another reason why I've decided to run throughout these school board meetings. I rarely, if ever, saw any local elected official show up and speak on behalf of parental rights, on behalf of these children. Um, you know, Willie Monahue was always there. Uh, you know, Abe Lopez was there. Uh, he's running for, for mayor of Oviedo. Uh, but again, there was a lack of representation from what should be our Republican representatives that are going to show up and speak for individual leader, uh, liberty, that are going to speak for freedom and going to speak on behalf of the parents. So, again, I want to you know stand in the gap and, and make sure that we're holding these school boards accountable that none of this ever happens again. Because you see, we have a mess in Orange County. So, okay, Drake. So District 30, you're going to show up. You're already boots on the ground. You're mm-hmm. going to continue to show up for parents at school board meetings. I love that. I think, you know, sometimes people, it seems like, have these lofty goals. State representative, Congress. They're, yeah. And they're unwilling to kind of go back down, if you will, and be there in the in the mud, in the trenches with the parents and with their constituents. So I very much appreciate that, you know, you're showing up to these things. Um, What are your kind of like some words of wisdom you might have for some people who are listening? Maybe they're just kind of exhausted from all of the politics Mm -hmm. and all of the drama. Um, What, what kind of words of wisdom might you have for them? You know, uh, one thing I, I have to say is just, have some courage and the courage that I have that I've been able to build is from that relationship with Christ. Uh, you know, I walked away from a career for 20 years because, you know, they were forcing tyrannical uh, issues down, down on the employees, forcing vaccines and masks on us. And they, and they vilified me for being a conservative and for being a Christian. And I just had enough. And so I walked away and I prayed to God, like, Lord, guide me, open whatever door I need to be. And I've gone into being a, you know, executive construction sales director, and now I'm running for state house. Um, and so I will say your courage will be rewarded. If you're feeling deflated, you know, the, the Bible says to take heart. You know, in this world, we will have trouble. Uh, but Christ has overcome the world. Amen. He is returning for his church. He is returning for his bride. Until then, we're to be busy about our father's business. Um, and, and kingdom business involves getting involved in civic engagement, fighting this political battle. We can no longer sit on the sidelines and stay confined within the four walls of the church. We have to take the church to the state house um, and, and make sure that we are bringing that ecclesia and, and standing for righteousness at all levels and defending liberty at all levels. So, again, you know, join the fight. You can either be a frontline fighter like I am, like put yourself out there. Or you can, you know, do what Brittany's doing, spreading the message of truth, spreading the message of hope, spreading the gospel in this way. Or, you know, you can be somebody that supports the frontline fighters, um, you know, laying hands on people, praying for people, you know, knocking on doors for, for good quality candidates, you know, donating to them. 
I hate asking for money, but obviously that's a reality of what we have to do. It's going to take money to win an election and to get your message out there. Um, so again, just take heart. Just know that Christ is returning. And until then, we are to pursue the truth. Yes. And could, amen. Amen to that. For sure. <laughs> you know, one, somebody said to me recently, I never cared about politics until I realized that politics are policy and policy yes. affects people. And yes. I just thought that was so eloquent because so many of us, and I think especially in, in the Christian circles, have just been told for so many years, like, ooh, we don't talk about that, or like, that's mm -hmm. politics, like, let's keep Jesus and politics separate from one another. And I couldn't agree more that really we're called to it. The way that I look at it is we're supposed to speak up for those that don't have a voice. And, yeah. and to your to your platform, you know, clearly you are a candidate that is speaking on behalf of people without voices. And, and that's mm -hmm. so... I admire that so much. And I, I just, that's why I really wanted to have you on and kind of elevate your platform and just let people know about you and who you are and what you're doing. Um, just because I, I, I think you're going about it the right way. And we see well, people who don't go about it the right way. And I feel like, yeah. you know, especially in the Republican camp, we have people mm -hmm. who are more interested in, I think you had mentioned earlier, kind of ego, right? Like yeah. they want to play politics and they're down right. to play the game the way the left plays the game. And then we have yes. this kind of this new like surge, if you will, of people like you and me who are saying, no, <laughs> we believe mm -hmm. in, we believe the Bible is the truth. We are going to stand on the truth of the word of God. And we're going to create policy that also upends what we believe. There are a lot, I'll be the first to say there are a lot of slime balls in the Republican Party. You know, I was at a fundraiser. I had a pretty prominent Republican say, hey, you know, be careful. If you put abortion on your platform, it's going to turn off donors. And, you know, you should just, you know, put that on the back burner and then you can do whatever you want when you get elected. And to me, that's deception. And, you know, people have said, hey, that's going to hurt your quote unquote political career. This isn't about a political career. This is kingdom business. Uh, the main functions of government are to protect life and to protect property. And if we're not standing in defense of innocent life, especially if we're supposed to be Republicans, we're on our platform is that we stand for the sanctity of life. And more importantly, if we are Christian lawmakers, then we ultimately answer to God's law. If we're not doing that and if we're not, if we're trying to deceive people into to saying, oh, you know, you let me, you nothing like that's going to happen. Then again, that's just deception. And that's politics as usual. I'm not here to play that. There are other men, as you said, other men and women that are standing up, there is a reef reformation of the Republican Party. There are true conservatives that are that are stepping into the forefront, uh, rolling their sleeves up, jumping in the game. And I think, you know, especially in 2022, you're going to have some champions at every level of government. Yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it, Drake. Um, I want to make sure I'm telling people the right place to follow you. So is it votedrake.com? Yes. Yes, you can go to votedrake.com. My Instagram is at thedrakeworks, and then my Facebook page is at votedrakeworks. Awesome. And so just so you guys know, Drake Wirtz, House of Representatives, Florida District 30. Okay, if you're in that Seminole County, North Orange County area, look him up, follow what he's doing, join the campaign. If these are topics and things that you believe in, he, you know, like every other grassroots candidate, they need people. They need boots on the ground. They need support. Um, we can be that for these candidates. 
if we believe in what they're doing, um, I would definitely encourage you to do that. The last thing I'll say before we end for the day is don't forget to visit peacelovetshirt.com. I just came out with a new shirt. It says, I stand for traditional biblical conservative values. And you can find it on our website. You like it? (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. I got to get you one of them. I'll get you one. All right. Thank you so much, Drake, for your time today. I super appreciate it. And um, we'll see you guys next time on All My Favorite People. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like and subscribe to this channel and hit the little notification bell so you know every time I post something new. Of course, check out Peace Love t-shirts as well. That's where you can get all of your All My Favorite People merch. And I'd love it if you also left me a review. Thanks for tuning in and I hope to see you next time. I will make your name famous from now on so people will praise you forever and ever. Psalm 4517. If you liked today's episode and want more info, check out lifejesusstyle.com and hashtag lifejesusstyle on social media.